If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. Hello and welcome to episode 70 of Under the Call of MS. I know four and a fifth listeners are all worried because I didn't do an episode yesterday. Don't worry, just got a little busy. I figured I'd throw it in today. Get it out to you. And we got a variety of comics today to talk about. Mostly of one of my favorite gals of Dynamite and Vampirella. I don't really get the numbering system here because my label says volume four, number one. But when you look inside the comic, it says volume two, number or volume one, issue one. I'm not sure totally how they do these with these constant re reimaginings and reforming of all the different characters runs, but this one had a I got through an exclusive. Her origins are shrouded in mystery. Some says she's a powerful entity from another realm. Others tell tales of a child born of a demonic mother in hell's fire and dispatched to cleanse the world of evil. But all these stories share a common refrain. Vampirella has come to battle the forces of darkness, from vampiric legions to supernatural evils that beggar description. And now she faces a terrible threat that even the blood-drenched powers of the night have come to fear. Basically helps some people out, and down the road it finds out it's somewhat of a trap. There's other vampires, uh, like another head vampire out there, putting out lesions of young, new vampires that are just causing more and more trouble, taking advantage of the homeless, stuff like that. Umbrella. Figure she'd check it out, figure out what's going on with this vampiric sect. And of course, some things go wrong, and she has to deal with it or in her own way and try and figure things out. Um, it's about as much information as I really want to give out of that one for you. It is a nice run, but I'm going to have to go deep, get more of them. But like I said, it I don't know how to order it. I don't know which is it volume four, is it volume one? Or, I don't know. I'll have to figure that out down the road. Another example is this one. The big sticker says volume five, number one, cover H, special Midtown Comics cover. When you open it up, it says volume two, number one. So, which is it? I mean, I'm not, not really sure about that. Of course, our daily phone calls got to start as soon as I do my podcasting again. But in this one, you see a mother and her daughter. Story about them, and the daughter gets kidnapped. The mother freaks out. She thinks it's her husband because he got into a cult. And uh, one of the priests contact the priests that are working with Vampirella and stuff to 
rid the world of evil minions and demons and stuff. Contact Vampirella to let her know what's up, that a kid was kidnapped, and the father has some ties to some to a cult, and so that catches her interest. She goes, checks it out, and again, we find that there's another trap for Vampirella, and she has to deal with things in her own way, and kind of gets her own demonization and of course because she may be compromised the priest that she's at, was working with they're now thinking about taking her, her out because they're worried that she might become evil and turn on them which we've seen in other storylines from her the reason I went on this Vampirella run is because Picked up the new issue of Dynamite. The name of D-I-E apostrophe N-A-M-I-T-E. I, it's a five-issue run they're doing. I got this one, number one, because of the Batman-style cover that they did. I like that cover, so I went with that one. On this, Vampirella hurdles through space on a Draculin ship, desperate to uncover a dark mystery. A hundred-year-old John Carter of Mars grasps for an awful memory, just out of reach. Peter Cannon, Thunderbolt, battles waves of evil he does not understand. Red Sonia is faced with an impossible choice. Basically, this is a event that unites all the dyna, the top dynamite characters in the same basis as what Deceased did and Marvel Zombies did and stuff. They're doing a whole zombification type thing going throughout these characters. And it starts out with, like they said, you got John, an old guy. At an old folks' home, just sitting out on the upper porch in his wheelchair, just staring off into space, and thinking of days gone past, and goes into a good memory of his old days as John Carter. And you see the other characters, just basically some little things going on, and Vampirella showing up, and you see some zombification starting. I like it. It's uh, the first issue starts with a lot of characters I don't care for. Never really followed or would expect to want to read more about. I was pleased to see John Carter in there. I didn't even realize he was part of the Dynamite group. Some characters I don't recognize. Some I, I just, I'm not a big fan of the barbarian stuff anymore so i wasn't picking up any red sonias or anything her storylines that they have in here is interesting so i'm kind of curious where this is all gonna go and how they're gonna play it out hopefully make it interesting where they might have a chance for a cure and stuff like that instead of 
focusing just on it, wiping out the whole universe. But who knows, that might be the plan, too, to start everything fresh again so they can all rewrite all the stories for the 100th time. And, of course, as all, Vampirella, Dynamite, uh, Red Sonja, all them, they, they all have hundreds of different covers for every issue. Everything for the standard-priced issues to the ones where you'll spend 100 bucks for a special cover but, but yeah i'm gonna keep along with vampirella a little bit i also read the first issue of vampirella versus reanimator i'm not a fan of reanimator i hate i think the guy's an idiot <laughs> more focused on himself than anything else but this one gets them gets into where reanimator is trying to find out more about an entity that he's found out some stuff about and trying to bring that entity back from the dead and deals with zombies and monks and what he does getting started with all this reincarnation type thing basically the little synopsis at the end of the first issue is Herbert West the reanimator has awakened the goddess of death, and Vampirella is none too pleased about it. As West tries to unlock the ultimate secrets of life and death, Vampirella hopes to shut him down once and for all. But the goddess of death and Vampirella have history, and the grudge match that erupts may be more than Vampy can handle on her own. To use Vampy, that's a whole different character by using that name, but. Yeah, I will read the rest of this because I like Vampirella, but I can't stay in Reanimator, so hopefully in the end maybe she'll just devour him, just kill him off, but who knows. thing I did like about this was it was that black and, black and white artwork with with the red blood stains all over the place. Is the thing that they're starting to do where the variety of comics right now because they brought they did a wolverine run which i'm not sure i think it might be also a five comic run or i don't think this is ongoing but issue one of wolverine black white and blood love the cover i love the artwork i love the whole layout i always like the black and white work when they throw a little bit of color splash in there. Logan, Patch, Weapon X, Wolverine. The mysterious mutant has gone by many names and lived many different lives. Many tales have been told of his exploits. Many more remain unsung. These are some of those untold tales. Some of his bloodiest battles from across the ages, raw and exposed for the first time. This is Wolverine, Black, White, and Blood. Uh, yeah, it's basically got him as Weapon X starting out, and they're testing him out with different characters. They find another character while testing him out. It's got me. My interest peaked. I'm curious where they're going to go with this since they talk about the different 
uh, storylines that they're going to go into and stuff. That's why I can't remember if this was a short run or not, or if it's going to be ongoing, but I'm almost positive it's a short run. But yeah, you see Wolverine going through different aspects of his character and other people are trying to learn from and deal with this. An interesting one that I'm glad I jumped on and hopefully keep going with and see how it turns out. But yeah, those are some fun ones to check out. No, fun if you're interested in slaughter and dismemberment and all that stuff. Blood sucking. It's the kind of things I like to read. So check those magazines out. Uh, yeah, like, like I said in the beginning, I was a day late. People sometimes wonder if you, you got a neurological order, a disease, or something. They'll be like, any little cough or anything, you know, you're grunting. Trying to lift something up or doing something, they're always yeah, those people that have to be like, Can I help you? You need something, can I do something for you? And it can be really annoying when you're trying to just do your stuff yourself and try and get through life on your own basis while dealing with the disease. And so it's it's nice if they help if we ask for help, but it's really annoying when they're asking to help us constantly when we don't need it. Um, it's acceptable if like you fall down and stuff like that. Whereas like when I was a child and the heat took my limbs abilities away and I fell off the lawnmower instead of people helping me then they just made up stories about what happened and, made me look like the fool and make me get in trouble and because I'm just a kid and they're adults. So what they say goes with other adults and what you say don't mean crap. And other times like that July day when I was going up the courthouse steps and both all my arms and legs just quit working because it was, it was a super hot July day. Sun was beating down on me and I collapsed halfway up the stairs of the courthouse and Lawyers, DAs, uh, other people just walked right past me, just give you dirty looks, don't even offer to help help you in those positions and could use it. But yeah, it can be annoying when people are trying to help you and it can be annoying when they don't help you. So a little bit of both, but uh that time of year where everybody's hitting us up for donations you got telemarketers calling you constantly which i'm sure that last phone call was uh you had the police associations and fire associations and stuff they're calling you but don't trust them it's all fake telemarketers if someone wants has a fundraising thing go to your local groups and help them with their fundraisers help the actual societies, the cancer, the MSAA uh, societies and stuff. You can go right to their websites, uh, do that personally. And it's like, I like to support the bad society. I get my wife that usually every year, every other year for Christmas, I'll 
donate some money to them to help them out. I like to help the children's thing. It's like right now in the winter time, it's great to help kids with coats. Uh, yeah, kids like toys and all that, but kids get pretty happy when they get a new pair of shoes or a new pair, a new coat and they can't afford it. And they're just living with their ratty old ones that don't fit anymore. I'm doing in half coats. They're just got like flannel shirts and stuff like that. So look to donate to organizations like that. All the people that call you just hang up on them. Don't bother. Find out from your phone company what you got to start. It's like our frontier. You just got to punch in star 97 and that blocks the last call. But the jackasses will just pick a new number and call you. It's always annoying because they'll have numbers, like local numbers. They'll pop up. They'll have, we had one person call not long ago said, this is your grandson calling. I, I need He needs some money to get back home. and you have to think about it sometimes because we actually do have someone that is my mom's grandchild that's living on the streets in California and just got all messed up with the military in Afghanistan and all that and just PTSD and all that shit and just gave up on everything, gave up on the family and everything, just stayed down there. But once in a while, he'll hit up people for money or whatever. And so you got to wonder if it's actually him that's gone, but it wasn't. It was the telemarketer. And the one I, time I just left the phone on, they forgot to hang their phone up. And I could hear in the background all these different people speaking all these different languages, talking about all these different things online. You knew it was a big phone room just full of scammers. Watch out for those things and donate to the things that matter. And it's like you can support multiple sclerosis just by shopping from home. And it's real simple. It's like the proceeds from your online shopping will help out MSAA, Multiple Sclerosis Association of America, or other services that you want to support to help them contribute continue to provide us free programs and services and also put money towards MS research and all that. But you can go to support.mymsaa.org slash shop and support. And they'll have a bunch of stuff in there that you can do different opportunities and stuff to help them out. You can shop Amazon smile and select MSAA as your designated charity or another association that you want to back. Amazon will donate 0.5% of the price of your purchases to them. It's not a lot, but it doesn't add on to your price or nothing. It doesn't cost you nothing. And it gives them a little kickback. It's nice. You can purchase a pop socket. Easy grip accessory for your mobile phone. Just go to uh, their website and the pop, they have the pop tipism campaign will donate 50% of your purchase to MSAA, which is pretty damn good. It's like that's a big chunk of your purchase. Uh, 
You can get your swag on with a MSAA Swim for MS swimsuit or towel, along with Team MSAA shirts, hats, bag, cinch, and more. 20% of that purchase goes back to MSAA. You can glam up for MS with Katie's Cottage Barn, a jewelry boutique in New Jersey. They're selling awareness bracelets and bracelets and donating 25% of the proceeds to the MSAA. So check those things out. There's gaming for good with online streaming events. Gamers streamed on Twitch in support of their free programs and services for the MS community. The MSA Twitch charity streamer Bonks, B-O-N-K-S, was inspired to start fundraising for MSA after watching charity streams from one of her favorite fellow Twitch streamers. Choosing MSAA as her beneficiary was an obvious choice, and I'm thinking about doing some gaming streams this winter when I finally sit down in the basement and get back into doing some long long hour gaming. Uh, It's quite easy to start doing the streaming for your causes. When you're doing a charity stream, you have an automatic link that people can donate directly to to help you reach your goal. Uh, most streamers doing fundraising events will have a reward for donating, usually involving themselves doing something. For example, this person had a reward system where every person who da- donated a dollar or more would get their name written on that person's arm with a Sharpie. <laughs> isn't too smart because the ink probably isn't great for you and it doesn't come off your arm for a long time, but Fun way to give someone a reason to, to donate, but uh, you can help others understand why supporting the MS community was such an important cause for people like Bonks deciding to record a video to explain the effects of MS can have on a person and their loved ones. So that's a nice way to get a little wor- extra word out too and stuff, but you can visit. Uh, Tiltify, T-I-L-T-I-F-Y dot com slash multiple dash sclerosis dash association dash of dash America. If you want to learn a little bit more about stuff like that, I came across, uh, well, first off, I want to give a quick Shout out, I'm not too quick, but I'm running out of time here. Last week, we lost actor David Lander. Uh, You might know him as Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley. He passed away with complications with his multiple sclerosis, which he was diagnosed all the way back in 1984 with it, and he, he hit it until 1999 because... In those days, if you had any type of issues or stuff, you'd basically be kicked off the job. And no one wanted to deal with you because you were damaged goods. And he'd basically joke or whatever when he was walking with people and he'd start tipping over, or have some gait issues and all that. And he just did what you could and made fun of it when he was stumbling over a curb or 
suddenly grabbing to hold a railing or something as he was falling and stuff. And it's like, he hit it very well for a good 15 years or so. But then he finally came open about it and started talking about it. Became a big uh, opponent for multiple sclerosis association. And uh, did a lot of a lot of different uh, speaking events and stuff like that for it, which was nice. But yeah, he we lost him, and I know a lot of people get pissed when you say passed away due to complications with MS, but I mean, it says it in his diagnosis and stuff, and it's like a lot of. A lot of us might not have problems, and it's, it irritates me though when people like some of the actors and stars in their early days of MS just say that, "Oh, you can live with it; it's all good." And like Jack Osborne and stuff, it's like, "Well, yeah, you also have financial ability to get the things you need and do the things you have to, which a lot of us don't." And they may be doing fine now, but as you've seen with, uh, oh God, I hate that. I can't come up with people's names and stuff. <laughs> but the wonderful lady that was the sister on the Sopranos, and she, uh, many years didn't have any issues, and now she does. Uh, but a lot of us that, do go through things a little harder than others or those people that aren't dealing with issues may deal with more later on then they'll change their whole story again and with being stars and stuff get the extra help and extra backing with it as we see with some of the people recently here getting that extra attention for stem cell therapy and stuff which i just had a doctor my yearly physical yesterday and my doctor brought up if i ever considered doing stem cells and she was someone that just went overseas to have it done it's like something that can cost fifty thousand hundred fifty thousand three hundred thousand dollars here go overseas and get it done for fifteen thousand hundred or whatever and they've been doing it for a while over there so we're still in the early stages so it's going to be high priced and hard to get to i'm going to throw a little recipe out here quick before my time runs out watching fox 6 news in wisconsin and the cooking mom you can look up they have all her recipes and stuff but she threw out this quick simple easy Thing called a cranberry chicken bake. Take four to six boneless, skinless chicken breasts, 16 ounces of whole berry cranberry sauce. It's just basically a can of it. It's the whole berry. Don't get that nasty gel stuff. Uh, one bottle, eight ounces of Russian dressing, and one envelope of dry onion soup mix. You just basically whisk together the cranberry sauce, the dressing, and the soup mix. Pour it over chicken breast in a glass baking dish. Bake it at 350 for one hour. Covered 
and then 15 to 30 minutes uncovered. Uh, it was excellent. It was simple. It was quick. <laughs> it was a nice way to throw a dinner together and slap it in the oven and not have to worry about it for a while. But I personally, next time, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it with duck breast. I think if you use duck breast or pheasant breast, maybe goose, something like that, I think the dark meat would be way better in it since it's got that sweetness. Kind of gives you that, like, a, when you have duck, you like that orange glaze or something on it. You get a little sweet jelly texture. But, yeah, that was a really good recipe. Check it out. Very simple. Can't go wrong. It doesn't give you that tart, crappy cranberry. It gives you a nice, sweet flavor to it. So do that. And then, like always, check out Crimson Call Comic Club, audio video pods, under the call, audio video pods, AB Conversation. Hopefully, they'll pop up some more episodes here in this future, but their episodes from the past are great. And if you're local at all, you can contact me by email or whatever, Kevin the Duck Pool at gmail.com. I got Garage Days Comics is open and running. You can come and shop. But other than that, you guys have a great day, and I will hopefully get back on again tomorrow.